welcome back for another episode of Clean Tech Talk, where we at Clean Technica interview clean tech leaders from around the world. With topics ranging from electric cars to climate change communication, you can listen to our full podcast series by visiting our website at cleantechnica.com. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Clean Tech Talk. I am Joe Boris here live at the ACT Expo, and I am here today with Macy Nashati. Am I saying that correctly? Yep. I got terrible with accents, man. I can never do it. But um, you are the CEO of US Hybrid, and you actually have a, a really interesting technology. So for those of you who aren't familiar with US Hybrid, they are taking essentially large semi-trucks, over-the-road trucks, drayage trucks, very kind of huge semis, and they are installing a hybrid electric system that allows them access to a lot of the ports in California and ports around the country that are zero-emission ports, but also when they're over-the-road and going longer distances, they switch over to a compressed natural gas engine, which is still a fossil fuel, but it's there where the infrastructure is built out and the carbon emissions are much, much lower. Am I getting most of that right? Yeah, I think we're done here. You didn't <laughs> Perfect. That's wonderful. But, you know, a lot of people are really excited by what you're doing. And, and I think there's going to be some pushback from, you know, the EV purists who everything has to be perfectly battery EV or else it's the devil, right? But I, I think that that's not entirely fair because when you look at over-the-road trucks especially, the infrastructure is not only not there, but in a lot of cases, in a lot of these rural areas, a lot of these you know long stretches of highway, putting grid installations out there that can charge these things in a reasonable amount of time isn't really possible today. Well, it's, it's not so much a matter of possibility, but, but just the feasibility of getting it financed, getting it installed, having... The chicken and egg syndrome, which the alternative fuels industry have always faced. had. Always, exactly. You put the charger first and they will come, or do you build the electric vehicles first and the charger mm-hmm. will come, right? So so I think this is, a, again, and, and we've needed several of these episodes over the course of the movement away from carbon-based fuels, is we need a bridge a bridge fuel, a bridge strategy. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think ultimately, and I am an electric purist, I think ultimately that's where we're going to be. We're going to be on zero emission, whether it's battery or hydrogen, it's all electric. Yes. Um, so, I, and I'm one of those advocates, but I think they're pragmatically, we need a, a systems and procedures and policies to help us get there. Yes. And, and I think the Zero Port Initiative is, is a phenomenal thing. And by building this parallel hybrid system, we, we start that transition, we start that journey. Now we got an all electric solution on the port property. We have a solution to be at or near zero emission off the property with and when you when you talk about renewable cng it is even a, a not a well a, i, I want to talk to that point about renewable cng because i saw rng on the truck and right. I, I i had to ask somebody what that was yeah. but i want to talk to the point about the zero port initiative the zero port policy right. for listeners who aren't really familiar with that if you're not in california or if you're not in in a uh, logistic style business the zero port initiative is if you want to be a truck or you want to be a transporter that goes into the California ports, you must be zero emissions while you're in the port property. Is that about right? That's, that's right. So, and to do that, I mean, there's a couple ways to do that. You could 
double your fleet, you could get a bunch of you know, dredge trucks that have 100 mile, 150 mile electric, pure electric capacity, and that's it. Use them to get the goods off the off the port property over to a, a, another location where you would have your CNG or diesel trucks finish the mission. That's a really expensive way to go. So by us coming up with this parallel drivetrain, one truck fits both roles. Mm, okay, so you can essentially use the battery on the port. When you get off the port, you've got the, the CNG. CNG. And there is a CNG infrastructure. A lot of people may not realize this, but if you know, for the construction guys, for the heavy equipment guys, there is a CNG infrastructure. You can drive on CNG from California to New York right now. You can do it today. Absolutely true. Yeah. Yes. So that is, so that's that's really interesting stuff. And and I think, you know, as other states start to adopt that same kind of zero port policy, what you're doing, especially in state, you know, port states like Texas, Florida, things like that, I think that's going to have a lot of value to to reduce that carbon footprint even more. Because when you're buying two trucks, even if you're pure battery on the port and you have a pure BEV, if you're just taking it from there and putting it onto a diesel truck, not only do you have the carbon emissions of the diesel truck, but you have the manufacturing emissions. Exactly. And 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 the 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 real estate, the build out, the environmental impact, it, it's a nightmare. Right. Right. That's exactly right. So. That's why we're really so excited about this technology because now we have a solution that you can retrofit on existing fleets. If their if their fleets are younger and they don't feel like they need to be replaced yet, we can retrofit the, the the technology onto their existing fleet, get them in compliance. And we're also going to be talking to the major freight or trucking OEMs, Peterbilt, Kenworth, Freightliner, Volvo, all of them, to see about providing this to them on their assembly line, so mm -hmm. they can. So if the owner wants to buy a new 2022 or 22. 23 truck that complies that they can get it right off the assembly line. Now, that's a really interesting point because we were talking a little bit before we started recording that a lot of these big over-the-road trucks to get the torque to go up grades and things like that with a heavy load, they're running a big 15-liter engine. Right. But the truck that you have here at the ACT Expo, it's, uh, I believe, an 8.9 liter. Correct. So it's a much more fuel-efficient engine while it's running down the road right. than the 15-liter but it still has the torque because you have the battery power. Right, exactly. So when you get into hill hill climbing grade, steep grade environment, the electric motor kicks in and helps that 8.9 jump up to 600 plus horsepower, 1,770 foot pounds of torque and climb Wait, that hill. 1,770 foot pounds of torque. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a big number, right? It's a big number. <laughs> <laughs> it's an impressive number. That little 8.9 will keep up with this 15. Right, and, and it'll right? do it at zero RPM with no noise and vibration or any of that. No, it'll have both. It'll have it'll, the engine and, and Oh, right, right, because you'll have the 8.9. Right. in parallel at that, at that point. In parallel, right, right. right. And then once you come off that requirement, the, the, the electric system kicks back off. The little 8.9 liter fuel efficiently sips a little bit of CNG and goes down the freeway for you. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, you know, I want to get back to the point about renewable natural gas. Right. I don't want to necessarily say that it's controversial, but I think there's a lot of people who are in our comments section who have who have uh, either they're not really familiar with it or they're they're just biased against stuff that is uh, you know anything but battery. Can you speak a little bit to RNG and what makes it a attractive fuel for you guys to use? Well. 
is is a re renewable. It typically comes from landfills, biomass, you know, mm -hmm. where where methane is generated instead of escaping to the atmosphere and adding to global warming issues. We're able to capture that. And I say we were U.S. Hybrid certainly isn't involved in that fuel production process. There's people of clean energy that would be really happy to talk to you about that. But it is a way to to re recycle and scavenge. Uh, methane that would ordinarily be released to the atmosphere. And when you burn it inside the engine, the emissions are actually quite a bit better than the than the methane would be. Yeah, if it's scrubbed properly, it can be much closer to pure methane, where most pipeline gases have other inert and non-active chemicals in them, but it's not pure methane. Mm -hmm. So, What needs to be done to the combustion engine to convert it to uh, to run on natural gas is that a, a big job? Uh, no, it's it's just changing the, the way the fuel is delivered, the fuel injection system, and, and adding the, the capacity for the for the CNG tanks. But I mean, there's a lot of te technical detail about running at stoichiometric pressures and, mm -hmm. and all that. And I'm not the, the right guy to give you the full dissertation on the conversion to CNG. But sure, I mean, I don't think we need anything really technical. I think it's more a question of for those of for those people listening to this that do have fleets that are in a fleet management role that right. you know that that run 20 or 30 Cintas trucks or that have a couple of, you know, snap-on franchises that, that run medium-duty, you know, he heavy to medium-duty trucks. When they are listening to this and looking at your technology, they might think, well, this is, this is too big of a job. It's going to be too expensive. But it, it's actually not as big a job as they might think. Right, right. It, it, if, uh, if you already have a CNG engine and you're just interested in the, in the parallel mode that we're developing and all that, it's, it's just a matter of adding a clutch, uh, an electric motor between the transmission and the engine, some DC to DC inverters and vehicle modules that talk to, talk to all the systems and put everything in sync. So uh, we're still working on perfecting the pricing, but it's, it's going to be competitive. Yeah. When do you think you're going to be uh, ready to come to market with, with some of these different options? We're taking orders right now. You're taking orders right now for, Pick for up the, the phone. Call me. Hey, Mason is shy. 661-400-7465. Come on down. But is that is that just for the over the road for the for the big heavy duty trucks or medium as well? Heavy and medium. That's heavy and medium. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we'll definitely put that in there. Yeah. We'll put that in the show notes. This is call Macy. Here's his number. <laughs> Buy a truck. Buy a system. <laughs> yeah. How how far are you from delivery? I know a lot of supply chain issues have hit a lot of. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to necessarily call them your competitors because I think you're the only one really doing something like this that is an interim step. But you know a, a lot of these kind of fledgling battery electric companies are getting hit pretty bad with supply chain issues. They right. can't get motors, they can't get parts. But, you know, with, with your connections in the industry, and, and I know, you know through your parent company, there's a couple other associated mm -hmm. companies, you know, it, it seems like you guys have that pretty well under control. Yeah, I, I think we do. You know, one of the nice things about U.S. Hybrid is we've been doing this kind of stuff since 1999. So we have a lot of supply chains established. We have uh, we have good relationships with several battery manufacturers. We've we've done a lot of sourcing over the last year to have alternate chips available. Yeah. So I think we're in pretty good shape to start processing orders. Yeah. Now you make a really good point. You're not a startup. You've been around for twenty plus years. Right. And I think that that's in this space in this time. I think that that's a rare thing because so many of these guys that that you see otherwise at the show. You've got Lordstown. You've got Bollinger. They've Maybe you've heard their name for a while, but they haven't actually built anything yet. 
but you guys have been have been out there. What, what, what's tell us a little bit about the story? How did you get it started? Well, I didn't obviously, uh, but <laughs> the founder uh, had had a lot of time with uh, several EV companies. Was involved in EV One, the GM electric mm -hmm. car back in the mid nineties, and a uh, really brilliant man, and and started designing DC to DC converter boxes and selling components to the industry, and then that led to more ambitious projects where, well, maybe we could package and sell this as a kit ourselves. And throughout uh, the years, he acquired the rights to the uh, UTC uh, fuel cell business, which we still own and operate. So it's just been a kind of a, a building block process mm -hmm. of uh, and staying, staying relevant by working on projects that make sense to help the industry advance and move us towards a zero emission world. Yeah. And so the purchase of by Ideonomics has just been a godsend and that now we have even more capital and more might behind us to to uh, fund the kind of research development we need to do to get this thing moving. To get it going and get it on the road. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's going to be really impressive and I think not even it, it's not going to take huge numbers to make a big carbon impact because I think a lot of people don't realize the emissions regulations on these big trucks and, and drainage equipment and things like that are much more lenient than on passenger vehicles. So for every one e, you know, for every one semi that you can one 15 liter diesel that you can take out of that emission cycle and turn that into a zero or ultra low emission vehicle, that's almost like taking 30 or 40 cars off right. the road. Exactly right. Yeah. So it's going to be it's, it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be a good deal there. Yeah. You know, obviously, Macy, you were you were kind enough to come out here and give us your time and, and give us kind of your take on this. What can our readers do to kind of learn more about you, what you're doing, and uh, you know, get behind it, get uh, you know, support what you're doing? Yeah, it's awesome. Other than other than buy a truck. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> um, but I, you know, go to our website. Go to Ideonomics website. Look at all the companies we've acquired and how we're synergizing the, the product lines. We, got, we, we have an Italian motorcycle manufacturer now, Energica, that's 100% all electric. Uh, and that, that bike, by, I, I'm too old and too senile to ride bikes anymore, but the people <laughs> that do ride them are just... Come on, we were just bubbling. talking about taking our Harleys to the Grand yeah, Canyon. Yeah, what are you saying? Uh, I'd have to rent one. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's an impressive motorcycle. We're in the in the process of closing on the motors, you know, and, and that's everyone who sees that skateboard chassis and that design is just over, yeah. over the moon about it. You know, we've got Wave with the with the uh, wireless charging technology. And well, and that's an interesting point too because you you guys are part of a, a larger ecosystem where right. you know this you could put that Wave charger in the ground. Right. You could drive your U.S. hybrid truck over it while it's being loaded up in drayage. It's being charged through the pad. Right. Then it goes out switches to over the road mode and then gets to where it's going, you know, uh, to the motorcycle dealer two states away, drops right. off all the Energicas and comes back to I the, like the uh, way to you think. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. you got the you got the whole uh, the whole ecosystem you going. You got it. You described it perfectly. And 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 that is a concept that we're working on is, you know, the queue at the port gates can be hours long. Yes. So well, especially now because they're short on drivers, right. they're short on everything. Everything. So we're thinking if we have pads in the ground in that queue line the trucks would be charging, 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 charging over a two-hour period. They'd all be topped off when they enter the yard yeah. and, and leave with a lot of electric capacity left to help them. Well, but that brings up another point. You, when, when you have this over-the-road capability in your hybrid system, 
you have regen braking, you have downhill coast. So in a lot of these cases, you can be on battery power within all the ports and right. you never have to plug in because you're getting that battery charge right. during the, uh, the CNG cycle. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's such a cool it. concept. What do you need me for? I, I don't actually need you, but it's nice to have another voice on the show. Otherwise, it's just me talking, talking to myself. yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People would talk. <laughs> People would talk. Well, it, it's not that the talking to myself isn't so bad. It's when I start answering my yeah, own questions. That's, that's, that's always been my, <laughs> my red line not to cross. That's the one not to cross. <laughs> well, listen, man, it, it has been just absolutely awesome getting to know you over the last two days and, and uh, being a part of it. I really enjoyed your press conference. I'm going to link to that in the show notes. And then again, it's, it's U.S. hybrid. They have a really neat concept. And, you know, if Macy can't answer your question, he can definitely get you to someone who does. So leave them in the comments and uh, I'll make sure if there's a good question there, we'll make sure that they get it and uh, they can answer it for you. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Clean Tech Talk. Join us next time to get your electric fix. If you would like to sponsor our podcast, send us an email at accounts at cleantechnica.com. That's A-C-C-O-U-N-T-S at cleantechnica.com. Thanks. Thanks.